Hey guys, this is Happy. Sick and Wrong, the official university for the sick and depraved. Uh, you just can't learn this shit at your local slugfest, right? Peace. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? How was the weekend? Boring. Boring? How so? I, I, no I shenanigans? Had, no, I did the uh, junkie weekend without the junk. <laughs> I just didn't do anything. Didn't leave my apartment. Uh, I took back my cable box to the cable company. That was it. You know, during it's a, the you, middle of Saturday. You didn't go out at all? You didn't drink? No. And you didn't even like, drink the whole weekend. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I wasn't really listening to you. But I was thinking, people are going to think that I was mourning because Battlestar Galactica ended. Yeah. I was, but I wasn't. I was going to ask you about that. The, the finale was Friday, right? Yeah. It, was, it sucked. So, I mean, <laughs> the whole you... last two seasons of that show sucked. I should have stopped watching after season three. So but I mean, weren't you. Uh, it. It's done. Weren't you titillated? Weren't you excited, looking forward to this uh, this monumentous occasion? No, I had a feeling it was going to suck because it was like a it was a two part finale. They played the first part of it last week, and then you know this weekend was the final. Uh, so you weren't in mourning. That's not why you stayed indoors all weekend. No, I mean that was the highlight. I'll, I'll say it was the highlight watching it, even though it sucked. But uh, it wasn't because of that. <laughs> so so how are you going to replace this sci fi void? I don't know. <laughs> the next Star Trek movie? Yeah, but that's a movie. It's not the same thing as having something to watch every week. I mean, I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. You're I don't know what I'm going to do. Somehow you're going to have to overcome the feeling of emptiness. I guess, I guess that's what alcohol is for. Yeah. You know? Right. So well, just more alcohol? That's, the, that's your prescription? <laughs> I think until the next sci-fi series comes along. All right. I'll up my drinking. So my weekend... Doctor's orders. My weekend, on the other hand, was... I wouldn't say it was like extremely eventful, but um, a lot, you know, a lot was going on. I, I ended up finishing. That's eventful. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on. I ended up uh, finishing my back tattoo. It's a grueling five-hour session, but yeah. I am now the Red Dragon. It is complete. <laughs> You're complete. The transformation become, is complete. Your becoming is done. I I have became. <laughs> I am now the dragon. BK. Yeah, I have became. But, uh, you know, for the most part... Like they got your tattoo artist must be happy. <laughs> like, fucking finally. I think he's happy because he's like, thank God I don't have to deal with this guy four hours a month, every month, for the past two years. Yeah. Are you still going to go and hang out or what? Oh, yeah. I'm totally going to hang out. He's a good friend of mine, but it's... You don't really have any more space, so it's not like you can be like, well, I'm going to start another tattoo. Yeah. You no, know, I'm, I'm running short of real estate. I think um, I'm, I might have to go to the taint area. There's always the face. Yeah, there is the face. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. But uh, my, my weekend, and it's kind of weird because I haven't had a weekend where I've just had so many like coincidental occurrences. But uh, this weekend, my thoughts were consumed by retarded people. I, I don't More say, so than usual. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, usually, you know, I, I, I tend to think about retarded people a lot. 
It, but external frequently. things are making you think about retarded people. Just a random set of, of occurrences. Just these coincidental occurrences just kept happening. I was thinking, you know what? There's a lot going on with retards. Just in the past like a uh, couple weeks in the news, in my life, just retards. Mm-hmm. And so that's why this weekend my thoughts were consumed by retards. So starting it off, you, you heard about Obama was on the Tonight Show last week. Yeah, which is pretty ridiculous in and of itself. Like, the Why first, is the president on the Tonight Show? It, the first sitting president ever to be on a primetime talk show. Right. And I think he was just trying to drum up support for his fiscal plan. But it's just... Which is a disaster. Which is a I mean, disaster. I don't know what anybody else would have done better, but it's horrible. I, I, don't, I don't even want to get into it. Um, but it's just like, yeah, I mean, the fact that he was on The Tonight Show, I, I can understand when they're during the election because they kind of want to, like, you know, appeal to the public. But, but when you're elected and you're president, you should be in the White House dealing with shit. You yeah. know, you shouldn't be uh, sitting down, you know, being an entertainer. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know, but have you noticed uh, Obama's kind of like a he's like a wise ass. <laughs> no, he does have some uh, smart ass comments and that that's kind of what I was getting into. Did you Which hear Which I the, like. I like the wise acidness. Well, he made that that crack that about it was kind of an offhanded comment about the special olympics, which has been completely blown out of proportion. Well, he was trying to be self-deprecating and it blew up in his face, I guess. He but, probably doesn't think it's that big a deal, but it's been a big deal has been made of it. What was funny about it, I, I, you know, I don't quite remember the quote exactly, but it was something along the lines. Jay Leno brought brought up his um, inability to bowl, <laughs> which, but he likes bowling, right? He bowls regularly, but he's not very good. Is that the story? Dude, he doesn't bowl. Right? What black guy bowls regularly? I don't know. And black guys don't bowl. I mean, there might uh, do be they a few. Not bowl? I mean, nobody. A lot of people don't bowl. But. You would think, though, in theory, a black man would enjoy the sport of bowling because you're knocking down the white pins the white with pins the with a black ball. But you know, I think in I, I think kind of like skiing, black people just don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so and so you know, Obama during the election, I think he bowled like a 32. He was trying to be like, you know, I'm just like the everyday man. You know, I'm just like you, Johnny Punch Clock. And he was in like Cleveland or something. He yeah. went to a bowling alley, bowled a 32, and was just mercilessly ridiculed throughout the media. And so Jay Leno brought it up, and he was like, the White House apparently has a bowling alley. So he was saying. Nixon put that in. <laughs> oh, Nixon put that in? Yeah. And so he was saying how he's been practicing, and uh, then he made some kind of offhanded comment along the lines of, you know, watching me bowl is like watching the Special Olympics. Uh-huh. And so half the audience kind of laughed about it, and the other half were like, ooh, how could you say that? I don't want to know somebody who doesn't laugh at that. Uh, t- totally. Like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, you know, Obama, you're kind of cool. <laughs> wise ass. Yeah, I mean, he's a wise ass. <laughs> kind of one of us, making retard jokes. But so it, it was funny, though, because it just totally, I mean, it caused like this you know, wave, massive wave through the media, like right. Maria Shriver, yeah. whose mother started like the Special Olympics, was saying how uh, she was so offended that someone could say this. And then the Special Olympics started putting out all these um, promotional posters, how the word retard is, is commensurate with the word nigger or faggot. But he didn't say retard. He just said Special Olympics. Yeah. but I <laughs> He mean, knows enough not to say retard on, on Jay Leno. But he implied, you know, I mean, he's obviously, well, why would you say watching him bowl? I mean, he's a, he's a poor bowler, and, you know, he, he's saying that uh, people who, you know, they, the fact that he's a poor bowler is like, you know, watching the Special Olympics is, you know, it's, it's funny. He's, I just got to stand up for him, though. I mean, it's a fact that people don't watch the Special Olympics because 
it's like a demonstration of great athleticism. <laughs> I watch it for the comedy. Yeah, and that's maybe what Obama was saying. Like, I'm not a great bowler. People in the Special Olympics aren't great at their sport. But here's the thing. I don't know if you saw this. There is a Special Olympian who's like the top Special Olympian bowler, and he regularly bo- – his average is like 240. Yeah, game, no, he yeah, – Which is he, like he, phenomenal. He's bowled a 300, I think. Yeah, which is also phenomenal. But just for your average to be 240, I mean, that's like an incredible bowler. Well, he challenged, and he challenged Obama. Yeah, he's to... like, "I will bow against you, and I'll kick your ass, President." <laughs> but the funny, he's a black guy too. A yeah, he is retail. a black guy, which which actually would be it'd be a historic time. occasion. Incredible times we live in. But what's kind of funny too is that now Obama, you know, had to issue a mea culpa and uh, invite, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm going to have a bowling day with all the Special Olympiads at the White House." And you know he's just like that's gonna be awesome. <laughs> you know he was just like, man, I gotta invite all these fucking retards to the White House. <laughs> ah. But I it, think it'd be. Would, would, I think they should televise it. I think it'd be fun. Don't you think it'd be fun to go have a bowling tournament with like a bunch of Special Olympians? I think you I can't, would. You can't say you wouldn't have a good time. I think I'd have a chance of winning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, not against Mister Two Forty. <laughs> no, but I'm talking about the other ones, the ones with no arms. <laughs> yeah, you'd be in the, you'd be in the top fifty percent. Let's say that. So there was that in the news, and then I'm sure you read this story because uh, a few people have sent this in. Did you read about that British mom who's trying to get her retarded kid laid? I heard about. It. I didn't read the article, but I've yeah, it's popped up in my peripheral vision so, several times. So, in summation, a mother's appealing for women to have sex with her adopted Down syndrome son. Uh, her name's Lucy Baxter, and she wants her adopted son Otto to have sex. Otto She's, Baxter. Otto Baxter. <laughs> Otto's a great name for a retarded person, by the way. Yeah, I used to work with a guy named Otto, and we called him Toot. Toot. Because if you switch the O's, switch the, the O's, yeah, I, I, I guess I could see that. But no, I mean, Otto just implies like, God, that guy's got to have retard strength. Yeah, you know, just the just the name. Yeah. But um, Lucy Baxter said she'll go so far as to even paying a prostitute so her son can lose his virginity. Well, she probably will have to. Yeah, and, and I mean, they're you know, I mean, I'm surprised she just doesn't go to Amsterdam because mm-hmm. I mean, they, they live in uh, Britain, so it's legal like, prostitution. It's not, it's not that far. I mean, why not? I just wonder how many prostitutes out there will have sex with a retarded guy. You mean there's some that will draw the line at that? Yeah, I imagine there's kind of a few. I wonder how you many know, that... prostitutes will have sex with anybody while their mom is paying and watching. <laughs> That's weird. You know, I wonder like how you know how far the caretaker would go in this situation. I mean, the kid's 21. So I wonder if she would just be like, you know, I'm going to wait outside. Just go do your business and uh, keep your crash helmet on. I'll be outside. Or do you think she's in there like, you know, you got to put your dick in the vagina? I think you got to go in just to keep the prostitute on the up and up. I mean, who's to say, you know, they didn't just, I don't know. I don't know what you do. I think what I would, as a parent, I mean, that's that's the thing. I don't see a problem with Lucy Baxter. I don't have an issue with this. I think, yeah, you know, she wants her son to get laid. He wants to get laid. I mean, it sounds like in in this, uh, he says, I'm on a mission to find a girlfriend. I'm looking for girlfriends everywhere. Uh, Join the club there, That's his statement? Yeah, that's what he said. It's pretty coherent. You know, actually looking at him, he's not, you know, he's not like fully tarted out. He's not fully I, he didn't go full retard. Well, no, he's full retard. He has Down syndrome. And, and you look at him, he looks like a downer. But he's not right, as Right, but like, just having... There's Down syndrome people who are high-functioning, is my point. I think he's a higher-functioning retard. So that's not... That's the definition of being 
non-full. But I mean, if you look at him, you'd be like, wow, that kid's retarded. Right, but you know, there's Down not- syndrome kids who can't even talk, who just grunt and... But her point is, you know, everyone else's age is having sex and enjoying being young adults, so why shouldn't Otto? You know, I'm, I, I've told him I feel bad because I've sold him on this thing that he is like everybody else. That's why I'm working overtime to get this sorted for him. I think what the, what the mother is overlooking here is he's not like everybody else. He's retarded. Uh-huh. So she's trying to look for a normal girlfriend. How many normal girls out there do you think would have sex with a retarded guy? That I, I don't, none. <laughs> yeah, but you, I think she's working on a bigger uh, misconception than that, though. Her, her statement that everybody out there is having sex and having a good time is, is patently false. Most people are miserable, single, and lonely. Exactly. I mean, obviously. Or she, in a relationship that is loveless and sexless. Well, I mean, That's the majority of people. Well, think about it, too, though. I mean, it's hard enough to get laid not even being retarded. So I imagine he's at a yeah, disadvantage anyway. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's at a disadvantage anyway. But why wouldn't she look to other retards? You know, I mean, it's you'd think that would be easier. Set up like a retarded person dating site, just exclusively dedicated to that uh, or Like, niche. you know, make an outing, take a bunch of them to the zoo and see what happens. I mean, you know, put them on a bus just for laughs down the winding road, uh-huh. you know, stepping, stepping on the on gas. The gas right. <laughs> you know, but no, seriously, I mean... I feel like she's looking in the wrong places. I think one of the things she should look is is into, um, you know, they're, they're, I imagine like a retarded group or a group home. I, I, I imagine they do activities where they all get together. And I, I met, they, Orgies, is that where you're going? Is that where you're driving this? I don't know <laughs> is that if where I, you're taking the bus? <laughs> I don't know if we, if we need like a retard group sex experiment here. But okay. you'd think she could like you talk to, to pair some... off <laughs> and <laughs> go, to think... their, go to their separate corners. Well, you'd think she could talk to uh, you know some other mothers who have retarded kids uh-huh. and hook them up. I just think the whole idea is fucked because you got a kid who thinks the greatest thing in the world is ham pizza and film, <laughs> films, <laughs> and nothing makes him happier. And now you're going to show him something that potentially could make him happier, yet will be. Unattainable. unattainable and pretty significantly unattainable even if he wasn't retarded. Yeah, like, but- just leave him to his ham pizzas and lay little ponies or whatever else he likes. So what are you saying? If she never introduced this thought of sex into this retard's mind, then yeah. he would never think about She's it? She's projecting her own desires onto her retarded kid, which just proves that even after raising four of these, she just doesn't get the whole point. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, you know, this kid now, obviously, he wants to get laid. He, I mean, retarded people do have sexual attraction. So are you saying that this kid, I mean, what retarded people, what's the lifespan of a Down syndrome kid? Like 30, 32, 34 years? Something like that, probably. So you don't think he should be allowed to get laid? If it's I not, had a retarded no, no, child, no, 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 I would get no, my no. son a hooker. It's not about allowing him to do anything. But I, I feel like she's, she's driving this. She's, she's she, driving this desire. She's driving this desire. She's the one who's making a huge deal about it, you know. I guess she's I, trying I, to make a name for herself. I think a little bit. I, I see your point here, but at the same time, I, I I kind of feel that she isn't unjust in this pursuit. Which, I feel like it's a life where, experience. That's where we disagree. I, I think she is unjust. I think she's 
But dude, did, did you ever watch Life Goes She's On? She's making a Did you ever watch Life Goes On? I probably saw one episode. I can't watch. So that Life show. Goes On is American series <laughs> out in the nineties. <laughs> with Corky was the retard main character, or whatever. Corky in like I think the fifth season had a girlfriend, uh-huh. and they were fucking. I think really? they fucked like you know retarded rabbits. I mean they they, they had All sex. The time. All the Just time, bang, yeah. bang, bang, bang. Which led me to wonder, okay, so now let's say you get your retarded son, a girlfriend, whether she be retarded or not, what happens when they have a retarded kid? Or let's say even worse. Nothing good. <laughs> let's say even worse, you get your, girl, you get your, uh, your son, your retarded son, a retarded girlfriend, and they have a normal kid. So now they got to raise this normal kid, and this normal kid's going to be like, wow, both my parents are retarded. Uh-huh. What would you do? Uh, get away with murder every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean... I would mean, be running the show. I don't know. I, I'd be 13 year old, years old smoking in the house <laughs> and just drinking Jack Daniels, you know, at the dinner table. Winning every game oh, of Scrabble. No, this is my apple juice. <laughs> yeah. See you later, mom and dad. I'm out of here. I'll be back around 3 a.m. <laughs> Yeah, my homework's fucking done. You can check it later if you want. <laughs> See if I did it right. Bye. Well, you know, I don't know. I think her best route is to find another retarded girl to have sex with the retarded son. But at the same time, I recently found out about a new, and I don't want to say it's a fetish community, but a new community out there of people who want to have sex with disabled people. Now, is this new or new to you? <laughs> new to me. Yeah, this is something I had never really uh, thought about. And it's interesting to me, too, because this is the third coincidence of this weekend. On Saturday night, I was over at, um, I was supposed to DJ this like charity event at a club called 111 Minna. And it ended up happening. I got bumped, actually, which I was fine with because I really did not feel like DJing. You went there with all your records and equipment, and then there was not a DJing slot open. It was chaotic. They, they, I mean, yeah, they're, they're running late, so the other DJs took it. And I mean, seriously, my back was hurting from my tattoo. I, was, I didn't even want to be there. I was getting free drinks, so I was happy. So I just kind of sat at the bar and was having drinks. And I look over, and it was like an art auction thing going on. What and was this, the charity? Uh, you know, I want to say the Buena Vista Elementary School or something. Okay. It's San Francisco Elementary, elementary uh-huh. Schools. So I was sitting, sitting there at the bar, and I look over, and I see this, this beautiful woman. I mean, she was like model hot, 5'10", uh-huh. blonde, a great rack. She's pushing this dude in in a wheelchair who obviously had like cerebral palsy or something. I mean, he was all palsied out. Uh-huh. And uh, at first I was like, wow, that guy's got a hot caretaker. That's the way to go. Must if you want, uh, if you know, if you want someone to sponge bathe you or empty your bedpan, you want you want her to look like that. But then um, I see her. <laughs> There's a weird mommy <laughs> thing going on there that I don't know if I'm comfortable with. No, but I'm saying, let's say you, it's you like, know, oh yeah, wipe this shit out of my crack, you hot bitch. Yeah, but dude, <laughs> you have know. cerebral palsy, and uh, you know you can't go to the bathroom by yourself. Who do you want pointing your dick? An ugly, you know, fat chick, or do you want some hot? You know, uh, Megan Fox looking chick. Pointing well, it's your hard penis. to pee when you have a boner. <laughs> so maybe I do want the ugly woman. I don't You're know. so rational. But so anyway, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, wow, you know, that's a pretty hot caretaker. And then she kisses him on the lips and oh. goes out and gets some drinks. And I was thinking. Not just a caretaker. Not just a caretaker. There's more to that. And then I was thinking, I'm an able-bodied guy. You know, not horribly unattractive. 
And I can't find a chick that, you know, that hot. And here's this guy, cerebral palsy dude, in a wheelchair, and he is a super hot chick. And I guess he was like an artist. I didn't see his art. I do kind of wonder what... I mean, I, I'm surprised he could even hold a paintbrush. But anyway, I, I mean, it was just... I was... Dude, the guy was like, like just completely palsied out. But I was just thinking, you know, how did this guy get this girlfriend? Sympathy. And, you know, you want to say it's sympathy, but you know what it is? Empathy? It's sympathy. people who have attraction to people with disabilities. Okay. And whether... So you're saying this wasn't that she just... Met him and got past the disability and found out the real person inside this mortal husk. <laughs> Dude, and who has sex with, with someone with cerebral palsy? No, there's some weird fetishistic behavior going on here. So you think here. she specifically sought out somebody with the palsy? I think she got off on the fact that she's taking care of this guy who's in a wheelchair and is so disabled. Many, it's so many questions that opens up. It does, and so... I mean, is she specifically turned on by it because something that happened in her childhood? Is it... Uh, does it elevate her own self-worth that she's better than everybody that, else? Or that she's taking it, care of this person who who's wholly dependent on her? Yeah. You know, I think it's a variety of factors. So I went online, and I did a search for... Well, I was actually searching for Down syndrome porn, <laughs> and I couldn't find any. But then uh, I came across this... DPW network. And so with DPW... Department of Public Works? <laughs> that, that's, no, it's actually you know, the same acronym, but it's Devotees, Pretenders, and Wannabes. Oh, so these are people okay. who have an attraction to disability. It's a sexualized interest of people in the appearance, sensation, experience of disability. So devotee or devotee... Pretender. There's a pretend, so devo devotee is somebody who likes them. Sexually attracted to them. A pretender is somebody who pretends who to pretends be Who pretends to be them. And a wannabe is someone who actually will amputate their foot to be a disabled person. And what well, about just a real? What about an R? Just a real? Like, I really have this disability. It sucks. Well, no. they yeah. I'm getting laid. Well, those are disabled people. Okay. And, and so most of the disabled people are kind of skeptical of these devotees. They don't need their own websites is what you're saying. No. But then again, these devotees have pictures of uh, disabled people. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, on their websites. I mean, you jack off to some, like, a hot chick in a wheelchair. You jack off to it, <laughs> not me. So in the, they, this, they consider it to be a paraphilia because it's at the pathological end of the attraction. I don't know what that means. I mean, everything you just said was, like, beeps and A type and of whistles. sexual fetishism. That's what they say. In the paraphilia okay. the attracted, the devotees, are specifically aroused by disabled people. Simply because of the, the disability. The disability may be minor things like missing fingers, profound like blindness, um, or quadriplegia, or some devotees actually desire people with cognitive disabilities. So I imagine there's people out there that do fetishize about Down syndrome people. That just seems like it's two so separate and different things. I mean... You know that what was that movie Romeo is bleeding where the really hot chick takes her leg off or something or arm off at the end and the Nah, now nah, you're thinking of that Quentin Tarantino Robert Rodriguez thing where she had the machine gun on her leg. No, no, no. This was way before. This was a long time ago. It had like uh, Gary Oldman was in it and maybe uh, Christian Slater or something. <laughs> I I don't know if I've seen that one. But uh, what is she? She was an amputee. Well, this is really hot assassin, and she's got a fake arm. And at the end, like Gary Oldman is having sex with her. I'm trying totally butchering what actually happened in the movie, <laughs> but I'm just this is the just this is the gist of it. Is at the end, Gary Oldman's having sex with this hot assassin with one arm, and she goes, 
on or, and she's like Russian, so she's like on or off. And he's like, off. <laughs> or oh, like, she asked off. him. Yeah, and so she takes her arm off as they're like having this wild, hot sex. So that's one thing where you're just like, this is freaky and dirty, and I'm like, got a mile-long boner for it. Yeah, but maybe he's into the fact that she's amputated. I mean, she has an amputated That's what I'm saying. Limb. That I can almost... He's aroused sexually by the by the, the sight of her missing limb. And it's like, yeah, and it's Much all... like Paul McCartney. No, and it's like that book Crash, you know, where like the the... People are like sexually aroused by like horrific by car accidents, uh, car accidents and, and, and mutilations like that. That to me is in a totally different category from like somebody who's aroused. attracted by developmentally disabled people. Like there's something wrong with your mind when you're when you're actually attracted to like someone who has Down syndrome. Yeah, like I'm so hot for you because you're drooling all over the place, you know, and because you don't know how to spell. So what about like cerebral palsy? Someone that who's attracted I would put to in them. the first category. I mean, because they're disabled, and they're in a yeah, wheelchair. So no, you're I saying mean, the that mental, the physical the disabled versus and, mentally and, disabled. Yeah, with the with the palsy, you're like attracted sexually by just the strangeness of like this disease that's like racked this person's body. But that's not like saying like, oh, I'm really hot for this person who loves the Teletubbies. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So DPWs have individual preferences. Those desiring people with one disability may feel little or no attraction towards people with other disabilities. Okay. So if you're into someone with CP and then you see someone that, you know, an amputated person or Down syndrome person, you're like, why would you find that attractive? I mean, seriously, you're like only attracted to one specific type. Okay. So it's a very fractious group is what you're saying? Yes. And they're very specific. I mean, some DPWs have preferred clothing, props, behavior, and even environments. I mean, that's that's why I think it should be classified as a fetish. I okay. mean, they yeah. I mean, they they even feel that people should you know, they even want people to like you know, appear to be as disabled as possible. Right. Which I don't know. I guess a lot of deep. <laughs> so but, it's a, these disabled people are like against really lifelike and functioning prosthetic limbs. Like they'd rather you just have a peg. They'd rather, or they'd <laughs> rather you just have crutch. a stump. Yeah. I think they'd rather you just, so they can actually see the and stump. And you sort of drag yourself around on a skateboard, like in Bombay. And, uh, and that would give them an erection, which is, that's why I feel that this They're is They're not all men though. But this sounds like the type of thing that a lot of them would be women. No, you know, it, it's, it's, there, it's about half and half. There's like me, a lot of men that fetish and and women and gay people too. I mean, it's you know, <laughs> and they, women and gay people, <laughs> the three sexes of the United States. <laughs> well, rather than being completely sexual, though, it seems that a lot of transactions that DPWs seek with disabled people uh, display a wide range of uh, intrinsically disabled behaviors, included uh, dressing in specific clothing, play acting routines. Uh, making public appearances with their escorts. I mean, it goes beyond just having sex with someone in a wheelchair. It's like they want to like take them to the, the mall. Uh huh. You know, they want to push the, the wheelchair. Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> they want to like you know escort Stephen Hawking when he gets that Nobel Prize. Well, who doesn't? I would do that. But what's strange about it? <laughs> <laughs> it's got to smell bad, don't you think? Well, I. W- that dude's somebody's, gotta have somebody's a, bathing him. Well, that, that dude's gotta have a bedpan or something built into that wheelchair. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't even want to surmise what it is. <laughs> There's something—a colostomy bag or 
a suction hose. Well, what's interesting is you'd think that a lot of disabled people, you know, don't you think it'd be difficult for them to like find or to, to have a healthy relationship? Especially like an amputee. You'd think you're at a disadvantage because your, your limb's amputated. So how do you get into like a healthy relationship? Right, but I can see why they resent these people who are specifically into them because of the disability. Because I think most real disabled people want other people to look past the disability. And to see them rather than being sexually right. aroused so it's like you it. only like me because of my fucking stump or my, you know lesions all over my face or whatever it is well what they say is about half of dpws fail to establish actual relationships with disabled people and i think it's for that reason i think they kind of freak them out or freak them out which would be the initial uh, you know averse reaction if you were the disabled person or just maybe it starts out fine but then you're just like day 97 of the relationship and every day they like talk about like so how do you need some salve on your stump or like <laughs> how's the stump going or like you know do you want me to push you around the neighborhood do you want to, do you want me to like parade you around in front of my friends again it's supposed to be like fuck you no get the fuck out of here i think i'll uh, just jerk off to red tube <laughs> chick with big ass titties and four limbs they say that the second best options for a lot of these DPWs are relationships with pretenders and uh, wannabes. So uh, that's what- probably the best way it works out because then both people are like, "Yeah, let's talk about the disability all the time, every day, every hour, every second. Well, because they have a similar, you know, they have yeah, a similar. Yeah, they're fetish both into here. it at that point. Yeah, it's like just being because into just because your leg got chopped off. Doesn't mean you're really into having a chopped off leg. So a lot of DPWs collect personal data. On disabled people, they follow them, they photograph them candidly. They have like baseball cards. <laughs> they c- <laughs> Capper cards. Yeah. They call them, they write to them, they contrive to encounter them. It's just creepy to me that there's these people out there that are so obsessed with handicapped people. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just surprised. It's like, you know, life dealt you a cruel hand by making you handicapped, and now you have this dude that's obsessed with you. Not just one dude, just a whole group of perverts following you around, like, drooling and fucking jerking off in their jeans. I mean, there's so many people that they've actually had their own DPW communities. There's wholesale circulating of images of disabled people, um, which is under attack from many sections of the DPW community. But, I mean, there's websites. Just go on there, type in DPW, and, uh, yeah, search for – and you'll see all these websites with uh, various pictures. And and not even, like, women – you know, unclothed in wheelchairs. They're just chilling in their wheelchairs, walking in crutches, just everyday people, <laughs> common occurrences. And so, you know, what's weird is I did a little search and I found a couple of these websites, one in particular that I found uh, quite interesting, paradevo.net. And uh, it's Paradevo's wheelchair devotee homepage. And he uh, offers this explanation for this page. He says, I'm a bisexual, and the thought of a man in a wheelchair is a huge turn-on for me. For some reason, a girl in a wheelchair doesn't have as big of an impact. My friends say it's because I'm actually gay. (laughs) I don't know. I can't explain it. I have some theories about why I'm a devotee, but I won't go into that now. My gay friends say it's because I'm a fucking sick bastard. (laughs) (laughs) He says he only jerks off while thinking about men in wheelchairs. Sometimes amputees, but usually paraplegics. I still think about it a lot. I still have never had a serious relationship with a man in a wheelchair, so this is still a distant fantasy for me. Mm, the but internet. He, <laughs> People like this, this can just go out there and put it all on the internet. 
So if you go to his website, paradivo.net, um, you'll see like his message board, real Devo photos, celebrity photos of celebrities in wheelchairs, uh, devotee Wait, movies. What celebrities are in wheelchairs? You know, it's like when a celebrity goes skiing and he ends up uh, breaking his leg or something. Oh, He's in a wheelchair okay, for a few right. months. I okay. think uh, Matthew McConaughey was in it. Sure, I imagine sure. that guy. I thought, I thought we were talking about permanence. No, no. I, yeah, but I, I don't know about any permanent. Maybe maybe Stephen Hawking. Um, Not really you can a get, celebrity. <laughs> you can get T-shirts that this guy made of like, uh, you know, dudes humping in wheelchairs. Oh, that's going to be big amongst the hipster community. <laughs> And finally, he had like a link off his site to uh, a bunch of videos of paraplegics climbing stairs. And this is another whole genre of Devo, DPW porn, where you see like uh, these girls at the, the foot of a staircase climbing up. Uh-huh. And I guess that's what gets them off. Okay. I, I don't know. I just, I, <laughs> I kind of find it rather depraved. We're kind of getting into that territory of like what. Fetish, the weirdest fetish. Uh, well, not even weirdest, but like, can you think of a fetish that's not on the internet? Exactly. You can't. No, you can't. And this is. I mean, I you mean, can think of one that's like, uh, I'm into having sex with girls who have five pennies stacked on their nose. Like, you're probably not going to find that. But anything within the realm of actual possibility, it's going to be out there. Dude, and and they, there's like a whole group of these like uh, PCS enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying, I guess, all in all, in summation here is this mother who's trying to uh, get her retarded son laid. Why does she go for one of these DPWs? Yeah, hook up with that community. Web 2.0. She should go online, find one of these communities, be like, you know, I have this. Uh, but know, still, most of what you talked mature... about, what most of what you talked about, were is about people with physical disabilities. So I'm still a little skeptical that the DPWs are into the developmentally disabled. It's out there, wackily. If there's a fetish, if there's a fetish, it's on the inner tubes. I really think it is. So, people, go check out those websites, and uh, yeah, you can uh, pleasure yourself to a little disabled porn yeah, this weekend. You know everybody's gonna. <laughs> people, this is episode 167 here, sick and wrong. Quick recap of uh, episode 166 last week's show. I did a story about the um, the uh, lesbianator, this uh, evil lesbian who's trying to. Uh, inseminate her girlfriend with a turkey baster. Wackily did a story about a cheese baby. And a listener sent a story about a guy who said, take my beer away and I'll kill you. And he did. Wackily came in first place, won that episode uh, 166 with 142 votes. I came in second with 74. Listener came in third with 49. A lot of people voted that week. Did you notice that? No. I was, I was <laughs> kind of surprised. You count the votes, not me. I know, but it's like I was counting all these votes. I'm like, damn, dude. Yeah, we had a, a couple hundred people. Yeah, I mean, most people don't vote, but it just kind of surprised me that many people were like, were sickened by that cheese story. That cheese story was yeah. gross. Well, people, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week, present them here on the show. Audience votes, winner gets a case of beer. We throw in a wild card with a listener submission, which you can send to Sick and Wrong Podcast at hotmail.com or submit directly through the forum. I believe I started last week, so Wackerly, why don't you kick off uh, 167 with your story? I'm doing a story only because it's local to me. This is in Oakland. happened this week. According to authorities, a man named Lavelle Mixon... 
Used a semi-automatic pistol to shoot and kill uh, Officer Hagee and Sergeant Mark Dunnikin, uh, two motorcycle officers who pulled him over during a routine traffic stop on, I believe, last Saturday. In the middle of the day, I heard about this. Yeah, so he shot them with a semi-automatic pistol. A witness saw him then, as they were down on the ground, he went up and actually put another bullet in each of their heads. So two hours later, obviously, the entire Oakland Police Department was fucking going crazy, trying to find the guy. Um, and a woman who lives in the area actually tipped them off that he went into this apartment building, which happened to be where one of his sisters lived. Uh, the SWAT team got involved. Instead of doing, I mean, if you watch these cop shows that are on TV, all these reality cop shows, of which there's a, a number right now, usually they'll like isolate the guy in the house, right? And they'll yeah. like talk to him over the loudspeaker and be like, come out, you know, you're not going to get out. And they're We're like, gonna, do you want a school bus? We want to cooperate with you. We want to like, you know, diffuse the situation. But what was the negotiations? <laughs> negotiation, yeah. They had the hostage neg- negotiator or whatever you want to call it. He didn't have a hostage, but I-, I don't know what's going on with Oakland Police Department. Uh, but the SWAT team, like as soon as they knew he was in there, maybe it was because it was an apartment. Where if somebody holds up in a house, you can be like, well, he, it's only him in there. Maybe because it was an apartment and there was other people in the apartment building, they didn't want like any other murders to happen. They like busted in. Uh, this guy Lavelle Mixon was hiding in a closet with an AK-47, Jesus, which must have been in the apartment to begin with, because that's not the gun he had before. Before it was a pistol, when he killed the other two cops, and he was in a closet, shot through the door as they burst into the the bedroom or whatever, and killed two more. Uh, Irvin Romans and Daniel Sakai. Um, another guy, Sergeant Pat Gonzalez, was also shot. A bur- bullet ripped through his left shoulder, and another bullet ricocheted off his helmet. Which I would like bronze that helmet and put it above <laughs> my fucking mantle, you know. So I don't get it. Where? So this guy was hiding in a room with an AK-47. A bedroom of a shitty apartment in East Oakland. Yeah. So why Where would the he went, to, he went to sort of hole up while he after he killed the first two cops and obviously knew like oh shit they're gonna be out looking for me now. Well, why wouldn't the SWAT team? I thought they like launched tear gas. I, th- I thought they like surround the building. I don't know. Like I said, maybe it was because it was an apartment building with like lots of other people in it or something. I don't know. Or maybe the other distinct possibility is they you know were seeing red. <laughs> Because they knew that these two other cops had gotten like, shot. Cop killer, basically, cop killer. Yeah, basically point blank range. And they were just like, we got to fucking kill this guy. And so they sort of, bum rushed the room. And well, then, yeah, they lost sight of their, their training and tactics, which I guess is probably what most likely happened, right? Um, so, yeah, that happened. Uh, they did end up uh, totally riddling this guy with bullets, right? Because after the first three cops came in, like 15 more came in and blew the shit out of the closet. I imagine they must have shot this guy like 70 times. Probably. Not a lot has come out about that. You know, it's five days later now, and I imagine there's a reason that no, no details have come out because he's probably <laughs> a fucking hamburger, um, which I think is uh, probably pretty appropriate. Uh, this guy had been in prison for assault with a deadly weapon for like two years before, and he was paroled. Nobody can really explain why this guy was paroled and not really being monitored. Uh, Wait, apparently. how long was he in prison initially? I think it was, uh, I'm saying two years, but it was somewhere around two years. It was like, you know, 18 months to maybe a little over two years. I, I haven't highlighted this article very well, but I blame myself. But California has that three-strike law. So it's like, I, I imagine if this guy... Was probably what going on his third strike. 
You get three strikes, it's automatic life in prison. Three strikes usually applies when you do something. You do three things that wouldn't be considered like extremely bad, like maybe three card, you know, Grand Theft Auto. And instead of getting like, okay, maybe the or three set- DUIs or something, do you get maybe DUIs? Yeah, something like that where like the normal sentence would be five years. But since it's your third strike, they're like, fuck you 20 years because you're not learning your lesson. I think when you're doing like assault with a deadly weapon or killing police officers, it kind of throws three strikes out the window. I mean, like, like, you know, if yeah, you, but if prior you were- prior to this guy killing the police officers, what I mean, why was he willing to kill them after he got pulled Here's over for a traffic getting. Here's stop? what you're getting at. He's just getting pulled over. Why did he murder these cops? Exactly. Like, I mean, it, it, it seems a bit extreme, like an extreme reaction. Well, uh, that's a big question. And because he's hamburger, you know, riddled with fucking cop bullets now, nobody really knows. Although, um, I'll get to it a little later. And I don't want to go on very long with the story. But uh, so here's where the humor comes in, right? <laughs> I'm not just doing because it it's local. <laughs> But people, you might remember that uh, on New Year's Eve in Oakland, uh, a black guy was out partying with his friends at like 2.30 in the morning. Got Him and his friends got into some big brawl on the train with you know a bunch of other people. The cops Oscar were Grant. Called. Oscar Grant's his name. And uh, cops came, started – were roughing up all these guys, detaining them, questioning them. And uh, Oscar Grant was ended up being shot in the back by a cop. As he was on the ground, he was detained. yeah, he was bound. I think he, he was handcuffed, and, and that he was whole that whole thing is still being sort of played out in the courts, sort of. Um, but it also incited riots throughout Oakland. Riots. I mean, there were demonstrations that invariably turned into riots, right? So after this big cop massacre happened, which is like four cops shot in one day in the space of about four hours, that's which is pretty quite big. impressive, even for Oakland, even for California. But dude, it's it's quite Doesn't impressive though. Often. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think I, back in the time of like Al Capone, when when people could just go buy Tommy guns, like fully automatic potato mashers, and the cops had like those six shooters. Yeah, massacres like this happened more often, if not all the time. But now in the days in the you know United States where fully automatic weapons you can't get them and even this ak-47 that he shot the last two cops with that died and the third that didn't die isn't a fully automatic weapon it's like semi-automatic even though they take pains to call it an assault rifle which that is just what it means whatever you fucking want it to mean um but this guy lavelle here had like a record a mile long i mean did he try to rape a 12 year old or that's my final point so so all this came out and you had the uh, sf bayview you know singing this dude's praises and saying he's a product of society and like give the cops rough people up every day and look they shot this dude on new year's eve oscar grant and so they're saying like you know we really shouldn't demonize him and the other thing they they make this big deal about like the mainstream press is only reporting on the stuff that makes him look bad. But then the last thing to come out, which is just great, and I haven't seen anybody from these left-wing sources comment on this yet, this, is uh, <laughs> they actually have... Uh, f- the dude was sort of under investigation based on DNA evidence that he raped a 12-year-old black girl in East Oakland like a couple weeks before this all happened and possibly like four or five other, he was also uh, implicated through, through the DNA evidence, which is what, like 99% effective. And the reason they had his DNA is because he was a convict. And when you go into the prison system in California, they take your DNA 
So he's also implicating like four or five other rapes. So, so he's basically a rapist. An upstanding member of uh, the community. An here. ex-con rapist. Uh, and I'm sure these, I'm sure what these left-wing sources and, and uh, papers or everything are going to say is like, oh, that's all just manufactured. But I don't know. Until I see like hard proof against it or that the DNA shit was really tainted or whatever. It seems like, uh, you know, Lavelle got what he deserved, and these four cops uh, were in, like, completely the wrong place at the wrong time. I don't know. It sounds to me that the uh, the four cops, I feel, could have dealt with this situation a little bit better. Maybe not the two that pulled them over, although I'm I'm actually kind of impressed, which is kind of probably the wrong word here. But I'm impressed that the, the guy was able to take out two cops. Yeah, I don't from know. His car, I mean, how come the daylight. second didn't uh, take cover, get the drop on take him? Take cover and call for backup, or right. I, I don't know what what the training process is in Oakland. But this guy, I mean, he was, you know, he was going out in a blaze of glory. He's obviously was death by cop. I mean, he was, uh, that, and that's uh, a lot of people are writing that too that it was just sort of suicide by cop. But yeah, and they think that the reason that set him off was that he knew he would be implicated in these rapes, and that would be like a mandatory, you know, probably life sentence, especially if there were five of them, and he'd already been in prison, you know. Yeah, I mean, he had been in prison for a number of years. He was, I weigh- feel- he was weighing, okay, do I want to be in prison life for the rest in of my prison, life, or... Do I want to go out and blaze of glory, as you so put it so well? Should I, yeah, or should I just uh, death by cop here? So in the sick and wrong star scale, the fact that this dude was able to kill four cops. It was pretty much a massacre. It was a massacre. I know. It's kind of amazing. Like he, These are trained professionals who supposedly would know, should know how to deal with a criminal of this type. Yeah. The first two were probably, I mean, I don't know. Well, they're caught they're off guard. They're caught off guard. 30 or something. But yeah, the SWAT team, it, it, this is going to be used in police training classes like all over the world probably for the next 10 years. Yeah. Like don't let your emotions get the better of you. I, I, I mean, I that's my prediction. So I want to boost my rating just because, wow, he took out four cops, you know, in, the, in this massacre. But then I want to lower it because cops getting killed in the line of duty happens all the time. It's expected. <laughs> Not really, but okay. dude, I mean, you know, a, a civilian getting murdered. Well, that's like, wow, it's a murder, God. You, you are know, signing on for that. I, it's not very uh, common, but I do agree. It's not common. You're I'm just saying it, 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 yeah. it can it can happen. It's it's more expected than you know you being murdered, right? So I'm not going to give it a a four point. I'm going to give it a four point two five. All right, I'll give it a four point two five as well. Uh, I think it proves more and more that I will never live in Oakland again. So you're not my- going to be part of the community with me, dude? <laughs> now you're on your own there, Wackily. So my story here for episode uh, 167 involves pirates. You know, I kind of like the fact... That we need to fear pirates again. We pirates fear- are a force to be feared once more. I know. It's like, you know, we kind of forgot about pirates. They, be- pirates. they became caricatures. Uh, Disney, Walt Disney rides. Right. You know, in, in recent Depp. years. Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, his teeth are fucked up. He's not hot anymore or whatever. But the fact that they're fearsome individuals again, yes. I find that gratifying. Ruthless. Ruthless. So um, most of the pirates that you read about in the news occur in Somalia, yeah. but uh, apparently there are pirates everywhere, and especially in Thailand here. Yeah, there's a big Asian pirating problem. So a British woman has described walking through her husband's blood after pirates bashed him to death with a hammer 
and slit his throat during a botch raid on their yacht in Thailand. Linda Robertson said she was trussed up naked like a chicken, which I don't quite understand what that means, and forced to help the three intruders start the couple's vessel, named Mr. Bean. Hmm. Ah, named after, after Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson. Nice job. Uh, during the attack, <laughs> I would have called it the Black Adder. That's kind of a tougher <laughs> name, but okay. Uh, the attack happened on Monday. Her husband Malcolm, sixty-four years old, is presumed dead after his battered and bloodied body was thrown into the ocean uh, in an area which is between Southeast Thailand and Indonesia. Speaking from a hospital in South Thailand, Mrs. Robertson said the couple's round-the-world trip turned into a nightmare when the three fishermen. A Burmese migrant workers boarded the yacht and fought with her husband. This is primarily the reason why I would never go, other than the fact that I couldn't ever afford it, but I would never go on a round-the-world trip you just with my a, wife. You wouldn't go on a mission to Burma? No, I wouldn't go on a mission to Burma either. But, I mean, would you ever just with your wife on a boat around the world? Not around to the min- world has strange definitions in different different areas of society. <laughs> you mean literally around the world on a boat? Literally around the world on a boat, contained area with your wife. The money thing is what, I mean, it's just, I can't even get past it. Like, I can't afford that. I don't own a boat. And no, I, I wouldn't know what I was doing. I would could probably you imagine be eaten being by sharks. The thing would capsize and I would be eaten by sharks. And no, I mean, pirates would be the last of my worries. But now uh, pirates should be kind of what, towards the, the forefront <laughs> of your worries. Uh, the 57-year-old was tied up and held in the yacht's bedroom while the hammer attack took place on the upper deck. She said the youngest pirate was trying to be kind, even though he was guarding her with a machete. He kept saying, I'm sorry, which is possibly one of the few English phrases that he knew. Speaking of Disney movies. Yeah. The sensitive pirate. <laughs> he is the sensitive pirate. He would be Orlando Bloom. Right. He would, he would be the sensitive pirate. Um, meanwhile, while Johnny Depp is butchering her husband upstairs. <laughs> and cornholing his fucking eye. <laughs> I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> she says it was degrading being trussed up naked like a chicken. I don't understand what she means by this. Was she stripped naked and hung upside down in the poop deck? <laughs> I mean, trust for the sake of brevity. Like yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Well, why would they do this? Why would they want to see a fifty-seven-year-old woman naked? Well, white woman. No, I guess she is white. <laughs> Maybe it's yeah. I don't know. Uh, after Mr. Robertson was thrown overboard, the men ransacked the vessel. They stole computers, mobile phones, and other electronic equipment. Uh, Mrs. Robertson said she realized her husband was gone when she was brought on deck to show the pirates how to operate the boat. Mm-hmm. So apparently they weren't the most intelligent pirates. Well, very I mean, tech savvy. their boat has oars. <laughs> not, not like a fucking D- twin turbo diesel. <laughs> Where's the oar handle? Which yeah, but, way do you pull it? But don't you think that if you're a pirate and you're going to commandeer a vessel, you should know how maybe to turn it on? No, the bitch will do it for you. Yeah, I guess that's what they made her do. She says, as I walked through the boat, I realized I was walking through the blood of my husband. Uh, His blood apparently just covered the entire deck. She said, from that moment on, I knew I was fending for my life and might have to fight for it or take my chance in the ocean. Or fuck for it. Come on. Yeah? Let's not beat her on the bush. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Let's not beat her on the gigantic English bush. (laughs) (laughs) Shriveled, nasty bush. Um. she pretended not to be able to turn the boat on, and uh, the engine was sputtering, 
Because she wanted to be murdered? What the? What, what a dumbass maneuver. I guess she was trying to bore the men to death. I don't know. Maybe she was uh, spinning some English uh, yarns about her childhood. But uh-huh. she said the men eventually left on a three-meter rubber dinghy attached to the yacht. Yeah, see? They got about 30 yards out when the engine began to sputter, just as she knew it would. Uh, they turned back. She pulled up the anchor, and then she just took off. And they never found the pirates. Uh, no, actually, they did. The police later arrested the men who confessed to the killing, and this is the kicker. The trio will not be charged with murder unless they can find Mr. Robertson's body. Uh-huh. So right now... Because I, wa- I am kind of thinking, I mean, it's a horrific story, but is it true? What do you think, that she killed her husband Life and threw insurance. him overboard? You They're know, obviously a- wealthy, right? They have this yacht. They're going around the world. Yeah, I mean, I wonder, I mean... This if fucking she, dumbass ma- named the boat after Mr. Bean. Like, how fucking bored would she be with him at this but, point? But the life? fact that uh, they actually found the men who confessed to the killing. But they're not being charged. I mean, what what goes on in the in the Thailand judicial system that you can actually trust what, what's being said? I, I think know. what goes on is a lot of payola. Right, and this bitch has a lot of money, and I just, I just don't know. I don't know. I guess it'd be good it's to weird. be skeptical here. I, I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm willing to believe her. And so based on her story and the, the, the fact that I find her credible, on the sick and wrong star scale, could you imagine, you know, being a woman, your husband's, you know, you're... you're yes. com- but I mean, <laughs> just being a woman who's completely like powerless. You're trussed up naked like a chicken. Meanwhile, uh-huh. your husband's getting his face bashed in. And then they force you to come up naked while you're walking through your husband's blood. Are these small Thai lady boys, or do these people look like Bolo? Oh, you mean like Bolo Young? <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> we they... haven't talked. We haven't made any Bolo references yeah, I, for a while. I, you know, if it, if it was Bolo, I mean, I could, I would definitely uh, see be how his, yeah. yeah, his husband could be uh, maybe bashing. somewhere in between Bolo and a Thai lady boy. Yeah, I mean, Thai people are so small and cute, you know. I, I'm just surprised that. Uh, that like, yeah, you know, I just don't see them being that scary. Just like but, <laughs> your silly language. But think about it, dude. They probably had a, an eye patch and a hat with and a skull of the Jolly Rod. On it, yeah. an AK-47, and a parrot. I, you know, I'm gonna have to give this four stars. I'll give it four. Yeah, I mean, just just to lead into more pirate stories. I think. So the uh, listener submission here from this week came in courtesy of Jason. He says, "What's up, fellows? Here's my submission for story of the week. The police report explains it in detail so much better. Either way, she is classy with a K." I didn't even know that this was a felony. I just thought if you're caught doing it, you'd be heckled for the rest of your life. So what are you in for? Letting my dog lick my hatchet gash on camera and getting myself caught. Makes me laugh. Stay sick. Stay wrong. Jason. So he's uh, referring to this woman by the name of Michelle Owen. Um, Michelle, uh, apparently, in uh, this is in Cincinnati, she was concerned that an ex-boyfriend had used her laptop to search for child pornography. Okay. She asked police to search the computer for illegal images. So she was willing to turn her boyfriend in, uh, but had her plan backfire when cops discovered two videos of her engaged in illicit acts with a dog. Owen, 24 years old, was charged last week with two felony bestiality counts in connection with the video files, which a detective found in the laptop's recycle bin. (laughs) <laughs> she doesn't know how to empty the recycle bin. But uh, just to reiterate, they didn't find any child porn. 
No child porn on the computer. Just these two videos of her getting uh, her uh, gash licked by the dog. She's mental. You look at a picture of this girl, though. She's actually quite attractive. So um, I'm just going to summarize real quick some of the uh, the the police report here because the police report's hilarious. People, go check out Michelle Owen on the Smoking Gun website, and you can read the whole report. We'll put a picture of her on the uh, website. Uh, Michelle Owen put in a request to speak with a detective regarding some illegal, possible legal activity by her ex-boyfriend and the child's father. I, apparently they have a kid together. Uh-huh. It sounds to me that she was spurned and she was just trying to get some revenge. Yeah. And uh, child Came molestation. Came around to bite her in the ass. But child molestation Kinda is a like pretty the serious <laughs> accusation. <laughs> bite her in the gash. Yeah. Uh, the uh, police was, uh, the, the police department was given the laptop and upon review... Uh, the officer said this. I viewed the first video file that I found in the recycle bin and observed a female that I clearly recognized as the complainant, Michelle Owen. The video showed Owen completely naked, saying, Hot. it's playing, and then walking away from the camera to a bed with a dog on it and lying down. A man, who I recognize as her ex-boyfriend, then entered the video. He got on the bed and began to rub something on Owen's vagina. Nutella. <laughs> Owen then picked up a jar of something, scooped some out with her fingers, and also rubbed it on her vagina. Elpo. <laughs> During the application of the substance, uh, both um, Pearl and Owen can be heard saying, Toby, come here. <laughs> Pearl then pointed to Owen's vagina and the dog walked over and began to lick it. Owen can be seen smiling as the dog licked her vagina. This video file was 31 seconds in length. This is a dude who really does not like to ha- have oral sex with a woman. You know, if if the, he doesn't like to give oral sex to a woman. If he's willing to let the dog do his Well, to go to great lengths to make the dog do that. Exactly. I, I think there must be something fundamentally wrong with this relationship. The second video file showed Michelle Owen fully unclothed and messing with the camera. She walked away from the camera with a cigarette in her hand, got on the bed with her vagina exposed. She then said, Toby, come here. You know this dog's got to be loving it. And began rubbing her vagina. The dog then jumped onto the bed and began to lick her vagina as Owen closed her eyes and leaned her head back. Sounds to me that they've done this before. Yeah. Well, in the first video. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, I'm, I'm saying in, in the past. I, I'm saying they perfected they, the the procedure. I think there was like, a, I think this was scripted. I think they had done this before, and then her uh, ex boyfriend was like, "We should get out the camera for this." Oh, see, the, this is the way I see it. The first video was the guy, the boyfriend, convincing the woman to do this, and they were trying to like, you know, here puts some the Nutella and the Alpo, and then the second video is. The boyfriend's not around, and the woman's figured out, like, hey, this shit is awesome. <laughs> and she's doing it by herself, but she's done it so many times in between that the Nutella, neither the Nutella nor the Alpo is required anymore. The dog, Toby, knows what's up. Actually, you know, you might have a That's point there. You're narrative. saying it's kind of yeah. like a Pavlovian type of experiment here. The dog is used. Whatever fancy psychiatrist words you want to use, <laughs> I just think the dog likes licking salty <laughs> vagina. Well, it's figured it out. I think the dog likes licking salty vag to a point because while he was licking her and she leaned her head back, the dog then appeared to lose interest and walked out of view of the camera. 
Yeah. Owen continued to rub her vagina and then smoke the rest of her cigarette. This video <laughs> file was one minute and 11 seconds in length. That's all it takes. Uh, the fact that she didn't delete these videos um, is the reason why she's retarded. Uh-huh. Apparently, the the police officer presented her with the bestiality charges, and uh, she says her response to the police officer was, am I going to be charged with this? The officer explained to her that she would be and asked her if she thought that the files were deleted when she gave consent to search the laptop. (laughs) People like this shouldn't even have computers. Uh, She said that she didn't even think about the videos and that they were just something she did when she was drunk, and she barely remembers it. She then said that she remembered trying to delete them the next day when she was sober. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. How do you try to uh, delete? You know, You're just porn? retarded. It means that she doesn't understand to empty the recycle bin. She doesn't. I give she it doesn't. four. I give it four stars. You know, I give it a. Uh, I give it a four point five because she's profoundly retarded. She should probably have sex with the Down syndrome kid. Would that be better or worse than having sex with her dog? It's unclear to me. I, dude, I mean, she could uh, think of all the others. She wouldn't have to rub Alpo on there. That's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> she could do other things to have that retard lick her vagina. Uh, I know, I'm, I'm going to give this 4.5. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. People go vote. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. <laughs> Feel free to call the Sick and Wrong Junk Dial line. You think that dial a slut chick is busy? Two oh six 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 three eight four six. At two oh six 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 three eight four six. Can I help you, sir? Wackily, we're nearing the end of the show, and as usual, we have uh, phone calls uh, sent to the Sigarong hotline two oh six 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 three eight four six, and uh, we have uh, listener email as well. Uh, let's get to. Uh, I know we got a number of calls. So uh, let's get to the first one. I, a lot of people have been calling in with their corpse stories, and we're going to try to get to, a, to uh, most of them. The problem is, when you call in a seven-minute corpse story, we're not going to be able to play it, people. Too long. Keep it under three minutes, and there's a good chance it's going to get on the show. So I know uh, we, we have a few here that are, that are interesting. Not all corpse stories, but a couple of them. So let's get to call number one. Mm, is this the uh, Sick and Wrong podcast? I hope so. I'm leaving this message about a dead body on some random person's voicemail. That would I lived be in fun. Holland for a couple of years. And uh, just after I moved there, I was riding my bike home one late one night. Uh, if you've ever been to Holland, you know that Never cities are laced with, with uh, canals, among other things. Must be talking about Amsterdam. And I was riding over the bridge over a bridge, over a canal, and saw a crowd on the other side, and uh, joined the crowd to look across the way at a fire department squad pulling a corpse out of the canal. Um, the canals there don't have, you know, any sort of steps or ladders to get, you know, get yourself out of the water if you fall in, so a lot You're of fat. people <laughs> drown, uh, you know, taking a piss into the canal, and lose their balance a little bit as it's easy to do when you've had too many fall in and drown so what do you so, yeah, to the end I guess it was a guy I don't know there's gotta be know, stairs somewhere hair, but uh, a ladder kind of uh, rigid 
fingers and hands drawn up to its chest and uh, curled around, kind of like sarcophagus pose. But it, it seemed it looked more like a like a guy, a homeless guy, wearing a military jacket. Yeah, but this is a homeless guy who's taking a bath. A stretcher. I wasn't I wasn't completely sure he was dead right away. They had the divers out there and they were putting him on the uh, on this you know back backboard. But uh, they didn't seem too concerned when his face dipped underwater as they were hooking up the latches to the crane and let it sit underwater for several minutes. So, uh, yeah, pretty sure he was already dead at that point. Yeah. So, that's it. See you later. Bye. You know, so, you know, I wonder if this guy here who saw this, this person, um, this dead body in the canal in, the, in Amsterdam, I wonder if he was stoned out of his gourd. Because could you imagine a worse thing to have to come upon being completely high? It's like, you know, you want to think about unicorns and rainbows, and you're walking right. down the, the canal, and it's like... Rainbow unicorn farts. Yeah, exactly. That's what you want to <laughs> think about. And it's corpse. like, you, you walk down this canal, and here's this corpse with his gnarled Waterlog. fingers, fish belly white. It's like, you don't want to see that. No. But you know, I had that same impression when I was in Amsterdam a few years ago with that P-Town. I was thinking, dude, it'd be so easy here to get completely wasted on space cakes and mushrooms and alcohol and then just fall into a canal. Because there's canals everywhere. There's and it's no this green fetid water. So weird to me. Yeah, no, I, I, I fully understand that. But I imagine... Uh, can you go tubing? You know, you can go in these, like, gondola kind of boats. That's not tubing. Cruising. No, it's not tubing, Tubing though. is sitting in an inner tube with a, you know, cooler full of boat. beer <laughs> floating next to you. But um, I, I'm just saying I can't imagine a bigger buzz kill. So I, I hope it didn't kill your buzz there, dude. But uh, thanks for calling in. And people, if you have a sick and wrong corpse story to share, give us a call. Keep it under, under three minutes, though. What's uh, call number two? Dead sexy. Oh, I love this guy. Sick and wrong. It's dead sexy. He's so excited uh, all the time. Here, uh, last episode, I fucking remember which one it was, but uh, you, the guy was talking about the question, uh, which would you rather fuck? You know, that girl gets younger every time you bang her and whatnot. Great the fucking question. Here's what I would do. I would bang her until she was a hot 16. Hot 16, you know? Still got the, the nice ass titties, tight pussy, all that. I would fuck her till then, and then from there on, I would just fuck her face. That doesn't count, right? Because he's not just banging her every time you bang a regular bang. Uh, she gets younger. But as long as you bang her in her face, it's fine. <laughs> so that's all you gotta do, just fuck her for the rest of her life in her face. Explosion in her head, it's great. It'll keep her young, she'll respect you for it. It's fucking good. Good question. I'm gonna go rack off now. Later. He's got a point. He's got a point, but I think it's <laughs> I think it's cheating. I think you had to you had to like that uh, was not that point was not made. So, but I'm I surprised mean, it passed by you and me. I know I'm a little embarrassed. That it I wouldn't even by. said the I'm face. A little I embarrassed said, it passed by you and me. He's into the face, but I would have been in the back door. I think what he I think the idea behind that thought experiment is that you could only have vaginal sex with her or anal sex with your buddy. Right, but this is the thing about thought experiments. If you leave an opening like that, a non-specified opening, and I'm not talking about openings, I'm talking about <laughs> logical <Another> openings, opening. <laughs> openings in, in the logic of the thought experiment, they can be exploited by people. And you have to allow that. And, and then, If you want to re, 
uh, conduct, if you want to conduct the thought experiment again with, you know, the new parameters, that's fine. But if you leave an opening, you have to allow those openings to be exploited. You know, I am a little embarrassed, though, that uh, that actually that point yeah. got by us. Right in the butthole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and here's a dead sexy who, um, you know, you know. This I guy, love the fact that he's, his ideal age of a woman is 16. Is 16. <laughs> Those nice 16-year-old titties <laughs> and that nice 16-year-old pussy. I'm impressed with Dead Sexy. Thank you for pointing that out and embarrassing me and Wackerly. Yeah, and of course. <laughs> I would I would rather get a blowjob from the hot 16-year-old than uh, have anal sex with my buddy. Right, but it's too late. Now you've had anal sex for like <laughs> seven days since the last episode. Anyways, What's last uh, call, the last call on, here? Call number with. three. Hey, this is Ray. It's the first time I'm calling, but I thought that you guys would be interested in knowing about this drug that will help, um, it's like Viagra, it's supposed to make you erect for quite a while, and um, it has kind of a painful administration, it's called Caverject, C-A-V-E-R-J-E-C-T, and what you do is you open up your urethra and shove this plastic, um, you know, almost like your... having to shove it all the way up towards your bladder and you inject this, um, the medication is liquid. And so you pull it out and you have to squeeze the tip and hold it in for six minutes and then you're supposed to start to begin to be hard. My question is, after doing that and ripping this plastic tube out of your cock, how are you supposed to be turned on anymore? Is this something you really want to be doing right before you're fucking your wife? Or are you rather going to be just popping a pill? So um, I'll leave that up to you guys. Good luck on uh, deciding which way is better, Caverject or Viagra. Uh, keep sick, keep, keep it wrong. Talk to you later. Bye. Jesus, dude. I don't think this is very difficult of a choice. Yeah, I'm not going to be in- <laughs> investing in the Caverject company anytime soon. I think they're, it's a fucking firm run by retail. You know, I feel that Caverject is the point at which Viagra and Cialis does not work anymore. Or, you know, if that's the only option left to you, just stop having sex. It's over for you. Dude, <laughs> you can do other things, read books. I mean, seriously. Start a podcast. Not only, I mean, not only, yeah, not only is it horrifying to yourself to have to jam a tube up your urethra, could you imagine your, your naked wife? masturbating you you just uh you know you just had a little bit of foreplay and he's like hold, hold on one second i gotta shove this tube in here and inject this thing right in, yeah. inside of my willy uh-huh. I, I just think it's kind of a i mean i think that would kind of kill the mood unless you're one of those people who's into the whole medical fetish thing and then it might be a, tur- a huge turn on there's always someone into something <laughs> disgusting <laughs> yeah. but you know i think i think crazy cat lady's kind of like that actually yeah, she, she might be into Marina. that. But I imagine uh, this caver jack, the people who do the caver jack thing, is like someone like Hugh Hefner. I mean, he's done so much Viagra that it just does nothing anymore. Yeah. So he's got to go to the next extreme. He's right. got to, you know, jam like a pencil in his cock to get it hard. Yeah. But to close out, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> to close out, I would much rather I would rather not have sex than have right. to do that. Maybe you get really good at chess or something. It's it's disgusting. But thanks for uh, calling in. People call the Sick and Wrong Hotline 206-666-3846 or uh, feel free to send us an email at sickandwrongpodcast at uh, hotmail.com. We've got a little bit of business to take care of here. We received gifts to the P.O. Box. It's like reverse swag. Like we sell the swag, the t-shirts, the buttons, the magnets, but like swag came back to us. 
You it know, was I, paid forward. I kind of feel Somebody it was like... Somebody paid it forward. I feel it was like Hanukkah. And, and it's cool. <laughs> it's like I feel loved by our listening audience, and I'm grateful for that. Uh-huh. And especially because, uh, you know, not only did uh, they send videos and DVDs, we got liquor. Lots of liquor. That's pretty cool. So I want to say a big thank you uh, for on behalf of me and Wackerly here uh, to Super Furry Sully, our Irish friend here. He says, Happy Paddy's Day, lads. Cheers. And he sent a bottle of uh, Powers Irish Whiskey yeah. for St. Patrick's Day. And we haven't I, opened it yet, but it looks so good. I know. It looks damn good. I'm sure Wanker, I'm surprised you didn't drink that already because you, you, you get the, uh, the stuff from the P.O. Box. There are a couple touch and go moments over the last. I could imagine days. you sweating, staring at it. <laughs> I yelled back. <laughs> I could see that, and I appreciate it. But we're going to be drinking that for the next uh, few shows. Thank you, Super Furry Sully, for sending that in. I'd also like to thank Scott from Iowa for sending Uncle Goddamn here, the uh, underground video classic. Don't try this at home. And it's basically uh, these sadistic uh, kids who light their uncle on fire. And he also sent Bad Boy Bubby, which I've been dying to see. Yeah. Did you watch it yet? Nope. Um, I'm going to have will, to though. check that out. So uh, thank you, Scott from Iowa, for uh, sending that in. And finally here, I want to say thank you to um, Catbite, who uh, sent us a bottle of some really good rum. It looks really good. It comes in this fancy box. I don't even know how to uh, say this. Tandai rum? He says it in the email he wrote, but sadly, we don't have time to read it. We got to get out of here. I just want to paraphrase. He (laughs) says, hello, Dean Lance. Greetings from the Rio Grande near Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm a fan of your show, and I want you to know that I enjoy your antisocial commentary even more than Heineken dark beer. More than a fine young lady, though that's close to a tie. You provide me and all the Sick and Wrong family of listeners with such fascinating audio commentary that I'm sending you this humble token of my appreciation. Some booze. Tandui. Tandui. It's rum liquor. Uh, you guys are literate and have a keen insight to the extreme behavior of the wretched filth of humanity so often featured on the Sick and Wrong podcast. I love your tawdry audio tabloid. Thanks, D. Thanks, Lance. Sincerely, Catbite. I like the the audio tabloid. That's a good definition of what we do. That it's is pretty tabloid. much a talk a blog. What audio tabloid implies, you know, the sleazy, sensationalism, sensationalism that we thrive upon. So thank you, Catbite. This is probably one of the coolest gifts I think we've received here. Uh, Tandui rum. Yeah, and uh, yeah, all booze is welcome. Though so we like, love booze, uh, the, the moonshine, the powers, the tandui, the whatever else we've got. And we love naked good. pics of your girlfriend or wife too. <laughs> so too, yeah. send it all to the uh, Sickerong PO Box, which you can access uh, the address right on the main page of our website, sickerongpodcast.com. Thank you everybody for sending that to us. Uh, we are running out of time, Wackerly. So uh, I just want to tell people we've got secret events to go to, and then we have to go there now. Yeah, if uh, you haven't already joined up with the Sick and Wrong Forum, you're really missing out. There's like 1,500 people on there. There's naked pics. Um, I, I actually have been digging the random thought fret thread about uh, girls' poops. Did you, did you read that? I got to catch up on the random thought thread. I'm a little bit. You know, I haven't really checked it out, but uh, uh, one of the listeners uh, sent me an email saying, you should check out the random thought fret thread. Uh, you're probably going to get off on it. And so, yeah, I checked it out, and uh, yeah, it's it's hilarious. And there's also this uh, Miss Sick and Wrong 08. I don't know quite what that is. I, I think... Uh, Looks the, promising, but who knows? I think the foreign perverts are trying to encourage girls to send in topless pictures, which I doubt is going to happen. But who knows? Keep going. Keep going. But people, check out the Sick and Wrong Forum. 
Also, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes and giving us comments. Right now, we're up to uh, number 22 of Top Comedy Podcast, and that's thanks to you people. So uh, take care of business, leave a comment, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. You're really helping us out. Finally, uh, if you haven't already, get yourself a limited edition Sick and Wrong tea. You can go to the Sick and Wrong store on the main page. Um, yeah, as I said, they're limited. We're almost sold out, actually. So uh, order one. Yeah. ASAP, and uh, you can be the coolest kid in the block wearing a Sick and Wrong shirt. And uh, here, Wackley, the Sick and Wrong song of the week kind of cracked me up. It was sent in by uh, Patrick Stewart. I really? didn't even know he was a fan. No. Sent in a song called I Beat My Wife, which is a parody song by some German dude about the Chris Brown Rihanna Smackfest. Uh, that whore Rihanna just wants to be like Tina Turner. On the lyrics of Live Your Life. So people check it out. Sick and Wrong song of the week is I Beat My Wife from some German guy. We'll be back next week with episode 168. Until then, take it sleazy. Yeah, this is Chris Brown. Remember this? I'm going to tell you my story about that shit. Yeah, listen up. <clears throat> I beat my wife. Hey, I'm a sadistic rapist. I beat my wife. Hey, it's everywhere in the paper. I beat my wife. Hey, don't call the undertaker. I beat my wife. Because hey, I'm the real bomb. Chris Brown and Rihanna, 2009.